I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for being part of the nation. Thank you for making time for us this week. I know for many of you, uh, when you press that play button, this is one of your highlights of the week. And I want you to know that I get that. I know that. I appreciate that. And that your regard for what we're doing here has not gone unnoticed even though you might not have contacted me or spoken with any of the team here, that everything that you are for us is known and seen and acknowledged. All right, so this week's show came to mind for me. Like, I had this little moment of epiphany. And when I say epiphany, it was just like I had a fucking thought, okay? Like, not like I'm floating around on air or something. So I had a thought... <clears throat> and I'd, I'd seen, I'd, you know, because I scoot around on Instagram Reels and on uh, TikTok. And if you're not following me on Instagram or on TikTok, then you should do that. And if you're not using TikTok, that's fine. It's up to you. But um, but if you'll find me in there, Gary John, at Gary John Bishop, okay? Look me up, follow, okay? Because I'm, there's definitely great content getting put up there. However, there is a lot of stuff out there in the social media world about this dynamic. What dynamic? This dynamic called men and women. And I see these people sitting going, women want blah, 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 blah. Men want blah, 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 right? Which is, quite frankly, a crock of fucking bullshit, right? Um, I had made a comment in an interview a while back and someone had said to me, in your line of work, what's the difference between men and women? And I said, there is no difference. There is no distinction. Okay? There is no distinction between men and women and, and what I do. And that little snippet get put up there online, and people get fuck, got fucking pissed off, like, bullshit. And, you know, what a generalization to make. And I think they missed the part they said when it said, in your work, What's the difference between men and women? So ontologically speaking, right, in terms of the ranges of ways of being that women and men have available to them, there is no distinction, okay? So there's no distinction between men and women. Men can experience apathy. Women can experience apathy. Men can experience love. Women can experience love. 
men can experience anger, women can experience anger, and on and on and on and on. So in the vast spectrum of ways of being that a human being can generate and express, there's nothing off limits for one or the other. That They both have the freedom to express all of those ways of being. And what I do know is that there are kind of typical ways of being that many men would adhere to and typical ways of being that many women would adhere to. Uh, and I propose that those are uh, nurture-based, that are a reflection of the society or the condition within which we were born or into which we were born. So um, now there's, a, there's an argument, and there's been an argument for a long time, and the argument continues, nature versus nurture. And it's basically, you know, a chicken and egg scenario, okay? So it's just basically this kind of cyclical conversation for chicken and egg, you know, even though in in subject matters like, for instance, neuroscience, yeah, people show a certain kind of genetic propensity for this thing or that thing, but not in terms of um, like that's a given, right? If you're genetically, you know, predisposed to thump something, that's a given, you'll end up kind of following that pathway. Um, that part hasn't found to be true, right? So w- what's the what's the subject matter of this week's show? Well, I, I want you to get how not conscious you are, how subconscious you are. And, and I'm going to loop it right back to like one of these videos that I'd seen. And I, I never comment on these videos, but I'd seen this conversation about men and women and this person online started to talk about how men just want to be left alone, okay? And the person said, you know, I, growing up, I saw my father just saying the exact same thing to my mom, just leave me alone, right? I just want to be left alone. And she would never leave me alone. So I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't step away from it. I had to jump in and say, look, you're just recreating something from your own past that you're incomplete about. And he said, or they said, I don't know whether it was he, but one of them responded and says, you don't know what you're talking about. Which is you and I both know, there's a lot of shit that I don't, there's a fucking lot of shit that I don't know. But there is some shit that I do know. And one of the things that I do know is ontologically speaking, how a human being functions and does what it does. But what struck me was this person's insistence that I don't know what I'm talking about, when the reality is they don't know what they're talking about. In fact, they're so unaware, they don't even know what's driving them as a human being. And and I think that's true for, for the vast majority of us, right? Like, there are certain things that are driving us. I think for some people, they're driven to find out the why which I'm not sure whether that is as powerful as finding out that you actually are driven by something else than, than your, your cognitive sense of self. So that is to say, what's mostly driving you is what you don't know about you. I'll say that again for all the folks in the back. What's mostly driving you is what you don't know about you. 
So in that person's case, I'm going to give you, and this is a good tie-in, by the way, to the uh, Life is Meaningless episode from a couple of weeks back. So if you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to it. But it's a good tie-in. Like in that person's case, when they were talking about the, the they used the example of their own parents and were, and were pointing to like, aha, see, I've found a causality. I've seen this interaction be in my childhood before between two, between a man and a woman. And now I'm seeing it again between a man and a woman. Therefore, it's true. And what they didn't see was that they'd watched that interaction as a child and taken something from it. So I'm going to lay it out for you what they took from it, but not because of them. I want you to think of yourself. So you can imagine just like being little, you know, being anything from like three all the way up to, you know, whatever, in your teens. And watching your parents argue. Watching that dynamic between the two of them. And sometimes it's a big argument, like a, a, like a shouting, fighting argument. And in that person's case, that was definitely what they witnessed. How do I know that? Because that's how they were online. They were that way online. They were a replication of what they'd seen. This is how you do it, kind of idea. And, and you do the same, right? You disagree in the way that you saw others disagree. Right? It might have been your parents, might have been older siblings, might have been a grandma, might have been an aunt and an uncle, might have been you're replicating some of those behaviors. But not just all of those behaviors, you'll notice. It's like some of those behaviors. But which ones? Which ones are you replicating? You're replicating the behaviors that you deemed to be significant. So you're replicating the behaviors. You have a philosophy of life built upon what you witnessed, but not just what you witnessed. What you took away from what you witnessed is what you've now been left with as a life philosophy. Ooh, that was good. I like the way I said that. I'm going to say it again. You're not shaped by what you witnessed growing up, even what you went through growing up. You're shaped by what you took from that. And you didn't take everything from it. You took certain things from it that became personal beliefs of yours. Those personal beliefs of yours that you have now, you're just basically going through life confirming examples of them. So in this person's case, the dynamic that they had taken away from that interaction, watching that growing up, was that the dad was the innocent one and the mom was the perpetrator. So that was, that was how they understood it as a child. Unfortunately, it's not just innocent like that, you know, because as I talked about and stopped doing that shit, you're, you're a little sponge. You're, you're literally look, looking for things to hang on to, beliefs that you'll use to shape yourself moving forward. You have no real sense of doing that growing up. Where does all that stuff go? It just goes into the subconscious. It's, you don't even know it. And I mean, I mentioned this in one of my books, but research suggests something like 95% and, and over, by the way, of your behavior is driven by subconscious. 
And your sub, what does your subconscious really do? Well, it stores information. And, you know, look, it processes it too. But it's information. This is the fucking kicker. This is the thing that people don't get. What's in your subconscious is information you're not aware of. You're not aware of what's in there. Well, what's the fucking deal then, Mr. Scottish person? Well, the deal is you just are what's in there. So when this person said, you don't know what you're talking about, I wasn't offended. I just got, wow, like, this is a fucking blind spot for you. Like, you can't see what's coming out your mouth. Just like you can't. You're driven by what's in the darkness. Right? And, and you live with the impact of what's in the darkness. And, and the funny thing about it, like the subconscious that way, and the way that it kind of functions, and the way that it works, and, and my experience of people, right, which isn't limited to two people, or even two people and a bunch of my mates, but in fact, the product of, as you know, many, many, many years of delivering transformational programs, of interacting with thousands and thousands and thousands of people on this ver these kind of very personal um, very emotional ties that we have in our life, in our lives, the, the more you see it in action, the more you, that you can, for somebody like me, when I listen to somebody's upset or listen to somebody's complaint, you get how imbued they are by that thing to such that they can't see it, hear it, smell it, but they have to live with it. So what does that mean, have to live with it? You are living with the consequences of your own subconscious behaviors. Oof. Again, for the people at the back, you are living with the consequences of your own subconscious behaviors, behaviors and beliefs what you subconsciously believe to be true. Why is that never questioned? Because it's fucking true. It's not even a question of whether that could be not true. It's just, it's what is, right? And in this person's case, why won't, why won't women leave men alone? Because in their mind, and, and tied into that in a really personal and, and, and profound way, is that this is true. I've... You know, he's seen it in his life so many times. Like, no, no, this is true. That doesn't seem like a belief. And by the way, it's a belief that women could have of men, right? The you know, basically coming from whatever their experience of growing up was. So it's not a it's not a it's not anything that's based on, you know, your your gender. This is all based on human beingness. That's why I have no problem with a, this big fucking social issue right now surrounding the, the item of gender because there's no distinction for me. There's just ways of being. <laughs> it's all just ways of being. It's just skin and bone and ways of being. That's all I see. It's all I hear. Skin and bone and ways of being. 
And so, to be really keyed into your development, to really understand your development, you must get that even though you might track something down, and for those of you that have read, stop doing that shit. You know, there's three pretty profound subconscious beliefs that get revealed in that book, right? Like, really profound ones. And I know many people went through that book were like, fucking, aha, holy shit, right? Like that, oh, yeah, all makes sense now, right? Um, but but the thing that that requires unfolding and unpacking and constantly exploring is, is all the ways in which that thing or those subconscious things show up in your life moving forward. So when you discover something profound, when you bring to light something from the darkness of your subconscious, and again, this isn't some, you know, mysterious, I mean, scientifically, there's a certainly a degree of mystery around it, but it doesn't belong in fucking Mystery Science Theater 3000 or something, right? This is a thing that we know exists. And there's a lot of unknowns about it, but here's what we know so far. You, you are for sure most definitely being shaped by things that you have not yet done work on. You are actively, every day of your life, being shaped by that which is yet to be revealed. Which is, a, you know, another big reason why you do the work is to reveal, is to uncover, is to discover. To come to terms with. But as I said, it's it's like your subconscious is kind of sneaky that way. Like you must, and I don't mean it's actively sneaky, right? I just mean it's like it's it'll surprise you. You'll be surprised that you'll discover something about yourself. And that thing will be like you know, mind-blowing and eye-opening, and it'll, you know, it'll cause you to reflect on certain ways that you live your life. And you might even go ahead and make those changes. But as you make your way forward, it'll come out of nowhere and slap you on the side of the head like, shit, is that that again? Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. Right. So um, one that frequently comes up for me is, is is what I uncovered when I wrote, stop doing that shit, something about myself, what I believed to be true of people, which was that they don't care. People don't care. Now, for those of you that have read that book and did that work, and if you go back and look at that kind of social commentary part of it, that part where you make this kind of judgment about people in general, that started with one person. That was a belief that you had about one person. So that was a belief that I had about one person. That person doesn't care. And that's kind of how it grows. Because you start to identify it and see it in other people until it eventually becomes people don't care. So, again, doing that work, allows me to see how automatically that comes up for me in life. Like, people don't care. And, you know, I can, 
look at somebody's actions, what they do or what they don't do. And immediately I have to get past that initial label of they don't care. Because, you know, it could be something like they don't understand. Could be like they're unaware. Could be, you know, their mind is on something else. But my immediate is, see, look, right there. See that? They don't care. So it's automatic and it's always happening. And there are definitely times when I'm halfway down the rabbit hole before I'm like, hold on a minute. Whoa, what's going on here? Oh, fuck. Here we go again. And that's a big part of what it takes to live a life of awareness is kind of being on your toes about what you've learned. That you've verified for yourself to be true about yourself. Right. And you've verified it. Like you've tried it out and you're like, holy shit. Right. So the the again, the stuff that I laid out and stopped doing that shit. You know, when I did that work for myself, it was radical because I saw that I had created a world from which I was now gonna live. And that I'd put it together in the first 20 years of my life. And I had no idea that I'd done that. I had no idea that the world that I was in was one that I had constructed. Like you, the world you're in, and I'm not talking about your fucking apartment or your car or your job. Yeah, those are all products of the world that you created for yourself that you live in. You live, as I've said many times, in a fucking matrix of thought and belief and it's, you're tied into it emotionally, psychologically, physiologically. You're like locked into it. You're intertwined with it. Most self-help work that's out there is designed to make you feel better about that world you're in. <laughs> it's designed to fucking, I don't know, cheer you up about that. Dealing with yourself, and I want you to get this from fucking my heart to yours, your self-imposed pain, your ongoingly self-imposed traumas, your attachment to that experience, what that feels like. And by the way, traumas aren't, that's another word that, you know, I used to be really hesitant about using the word trauma, right? And I'll tell you why, because it's a story. A trauma is a story. What does that mean? It's a word that we use to describe certain events that I have no idea or not whether that word is accurate, because my idea of what that word means and your idea of what that word means might not necessarily be the same. I, You're free to use it. I mean, go ahead. You're free to use it. Um, but you will have to live with the impact of using it. Because, you know, you're a creature of language and language matters. But trauma is a description. A story is a description. It doesn't make the story any less powerful. It's just what's so. But I want you to realize that every time you use a label for something, you will live with a fucking label. So if you think about all those things that you might say right now, oh yeah, that traumatized me. Okay, when? In what way? 
What was your experience of yourself in the moment? Now, here's the killer, here's the killer thing. What did you make it mean about you after that moment, though? I don't know. I never made it mean anything. Oh, think again. Oh, yeah, I made it mean I'm broken. I made it mean I'll never be the same. I made it mean you can't trust anyone. I made it mean they don't care. I made it mean blah, 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 blah. But again, you have no cognition of doing that. That's just, boom, right down the moment, sinks into the, the subconscious, and you just live from that like it's true. Because as I said, what's in your subconscious, you are unaware of. Your subconscious plays a critical role in your everyday decision-making and behaviors. Shapes your thoughts, how you see the world. Now, some of you are already turning yourself in. Well, how do I get it to stop doing that? It's not about that. It's not about that. You know, there's a there's a growing conversation about AI right now. Like, can a machine be aware of itself that it is a self? And, you know, I've heard it said that that's what distinguishes human beings from everything else. It's not that you're aware, that it's that you're aware that you're aware. But are we? Are we just automatically just barfing up every day? Are we taking responsibility for how this machine works and what this machine wants to do? That it wants to blame, that it wants to fucking absolve itself, or maybe that it wants to blame itself, or it wants to hide it, that it wants to pretend that it's got its shit together, that it wants to win real bad. It's all fucking automatic. Machinery, 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 machinery. There's no you there. It's just it doing it. And then you die. I mean, <laughs> you hear me going on about this one quite a lot, but how fucking boring is it to listen to yet another person tell you about their fucking shitty childhood? And then you meet somebody like me or somebody who does my line of work and I say, what's not, your shitty child hasn't fucked you. What's fucked you is what you took away from that. And it's that's what's continuing to fuck you. So whatever you store, then that subconscious of yours, that's what's fucking you. No, the, yeah, that's right, Gary, the trauma's fucking me. No, what you made that mean is what's fucking you. What you made it mean about you, what you made it, made it mean about them, what you made it mean about life, like, that's what's fucking you. So doing this kind of work, you guys, can you see? I mean, can you fucking see how important this might be? It might be important for you to do this kind of work. And I'm not saying, look, you fucking stop everything. All right, stop. I'm quitting my job. I'm going to investigate the subconscious. No, you should read and listen to podcasts and seek inspiration. And, and, and yeah, fucking do a little bit of your own, 
you know, research and investigation. And if it's doing courses, right, if it's fucking, you know, pursuing the kind of organizations or companies out there that do this kind of work. And there's tons of them. If it's go see your fucking therapist or whatever. Yeah, you should be tinkering around with it. She should be, it should be part of your life. Now, when it becomes too much of a part of your life, you're kind of missing the fucking point. You know, you can you can work on the car and take it out for a drive. But there's nothing worse than just that car is stuck in the fucking garage and all you ever do is work on it. You want to take this thing out for a spin. And you want to do the work and you want to do the uncovering and you want it, whatever you uncover, you use that as fuel to launch you into something new. Because that ultimately is the point of this kind of work. Is you immediately launch into something new, something you're like, oh shit, with that realization, now I can tackle X, Y, or Z, right? Like, I don't know, write a play or learn a musical instrument or move, right? Get the body you want, get the fucking qualification you want, whatever it might be to expand yourself, learn a new language. Use the insight to inspire new action. Because other than that, then what's the fucking point? You'd be better just learning how to play the banjo, playing to your fucking self in your bedroom. That's it. All right, we're going to take a little break right now. After the break, we're going to take a question from the nation. I got some big questions from the nation this week. It was really freaking challenging to pick one. Um, and, you know, nothing would give me greater joy than to be able to sit here and just purge through all of them. But, I, you know, I just, we don't have the, the bandwidth for that. Um, as I told you in previous episodes, the Unfuck store is now up and running again. Um, we're going to be in introducing new stuff probably at the end of March, it looks like right now. So keep your eye open for that. But there's still some classic Unfuck Yourself stuff there right now. Um, also, uh, if you want to participate in a future question part of the show, or if there's a subject that you would like me to tackle, 646-450-3203. 646-450-3203 is the number. That's the hotline for Unfuck Nation. You can text me on that if you've got a question for me or a subject that you would like me to touch upon. Um, and you can also email me, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. Hold it right there. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the second part of the show. All right, so this, I've picked this question this week, um, but 
I've had, I think, probably four or five of these in the last two weeks, all from a similar vein. And they've all basically asked me the same thing. So I'm I'm not going to give any single person the credit for this question because it's coming from a bunch of different people. But the question basically revolves around this. When I, when I look at my life, it seems like there's so many different things that I need to take on. I don't even know where to begin. Like, like I'm by looking at all, when I look at all the things that, that need my attention, that really need to be unfucked, right? I, I just don't know where, where to start. So, I wanted to kind of unpack that whole idea for you here because you might be somebody right now looking at your life going, where the fuck? You know, because you might have got yourself down a rabbit hole here, right? You might have got yourself really tangled up in some stuff. And you might be looking at your finances thinking, I don't even know where to start with that. And you might be looking at yourself in a mirror and thinking you want to change how that's presented. Um. You might look at your relationship or lack thereof, your 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 career, um, your skill set, your qualifications, um, your family, your past. You might just be like, oh, this whole thing's just a shit show. So the first thing I want to give you is uh, around this subject is whenever you get a little bit of clarity about something, right? It'll highlight things that maybe you hadn't seen before. So sometimes I've heard this before. People read my books and they're like, I I never realized how much shit I was really swimming in. Like I I just I just thought it was this one thing here or that there, and I'll be good to go. And then when I, after I'd had that realization, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is fucking everywhere. So when you do personal growth work, certainly the, the any growth work that for me will make a difference to your life, it will highlight the magnitude of the shit. Right? So it won't it won't be like, oh yeah, just tweak your organizational skills and you'll be good to go. Um, because even in that simple act, you can reveal a lot of things that perhaps you hadn't seen before. So one of the things that I say to people is if you if you read the books and you listen to the podcast and you know you can do the courses that are on Creative Live too. Actually, they're out there, they're not expensive, they're like 60 bucks or something. Um if you do them and you do them authentically and you really give yourself to them, you will restore certain parts of your life to workability. You might not be in the dream life category yet, but your life will really start to begin to work. But it will include that initial kind of overwhelm about how much work needs to be done. But that desire for to fix everything, right, is very human. Like we all want to get to the finish line. You know, a great place for me... So I've spent the last few months back and forth and 
between the US and London because my 11-year-old son, as I've told you guys on this show before, is a very talented uh, soccer player, football player, okay? And he, he right now, by the way, is training uh, every week with two different, two of the, the world's finest academies, right? They've invited him and they train and he's been going there for the last couple of months. And he's 11 though. And so when I, when I watch him, you know, I'm like everybody else. I have machinery too. Like I want him to be at the finish line, but I, but I realize I have to keep reminding myself <clears throat> that no, what he has to do is master this thing that he's doing right now. And sometimes as a parent, you know, I feel myself like, no, no, and then do this and do that. And, do, and you should jump higher than everybody and run faster than everybody. And da, 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 da. and that's not how you do this sort of thing. And it's the same with you in your life. It's not how you do it. It's not all at once. It's about picking an area of your life that you can establish workability in. So pick anything. I don't give a fuck what it is. Pick one area of your life and say, I'm going to establish some workability. So if you imagine in your mind's eye, like if you live, if your house is a fucking shithole, right? And, you know, many of us like, are like that, right? Our house just is not organized. It's not together. doesn't look the way we want it to look. Pick a room. Pick a room. Pick the bathroom. Pick the kitchen. Pick your bedroom, pick, you know, your little lounge area there, pick that, pick the entryway as you come in the door, pick that. Pick one area of your life and say, I'm going to have that look the way that I want my life to look. Just that part there, just that. And it might be a tiny little area, tiny little area of maybe like six feet by eight feet. But I'm going to have that area look fucking just like the way I want my life to look. Now, what will happen is if you do that, if it's a bathroom or a kitchen or a bedroom, you walk into that space, you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is fucking awesome. I love it in here. This is so, I'm really liking this. And then you'll look back at the rest of the house and you're like, oh shit. All of that, it seems like it's too much. I'll never get that to look like this. That's fucking, oh, I just need to live with it. No. What you do is you expand that muscle. You recreate what you just did. So you pick another little area and you make that look like that area. And then you pick another little area and you make that look like that area. Because you're building something, you're growing a muscle for a new life. You don't have to do it all at once. That's where people get overwhelmed when they've collapsed and conflated certain things in life and it all just seems like one big scrambled mess. I talked about this in Unfuck Yourself. Pick something and, and, and put in the integrity in that area. So if it's your taxes, do that. If it's your career, get that organized. Get a little space for yourself. You can start a plan and plot your career, where you are, what's available to you, what's the next step for you. Bring some organization to it. And on and on and on, right? If it's your eating habits, all right, well, what's something you can take away and something you can add? And then you're going to put that in. All right, now I'm starting to behave. I might not see it there in my body quite yet, but I'm starting to put in the behaviors. That's good. So, and that, and that is to say, it's like you're building out. And it might take time. It might take you a year or two years or three years 
But you know the saying, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And the next best time to plant a tree is right now. That thing you've been putting off because you think it's not going to make any difference. Yeah, you were saying that a month ago. Six months ago, eight months ago, a year ago. Yeah, it's not going to make any difference. What's the fucking point? Well, let me tell you the point. At some point, you'll be a year down the line from here. That's the point. You know, and you are. You're up against, again, we talked about it in the first part of the show, subconscious beliefs about yourself and life. Life is hard. I'm not good enough. Like, whatever it might be. So, and there are definitely, look, there are definitely places in life where you can go in and you can take a big fucking bat and you can just swing right through that thing and it changes a lot of things in your life and that can definitely happen for people. But the vast majority of people, yeah, it's one little area at a time, building the muscle, feeling better about yourself, feeling better about where you're going. You actually get more proficient at it. You become more powerful with the things in your life that you used to have no power with. You start to produce results with things that you've never produced before. It's one foot after the other. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. As usual, have a fucking brilliant week. And I'll see you on the flip side. As usual, if you want to participate in a future show, 646-450-3203. Don't forget to write and review and subscribe to Unfuck Nation. We need those rates and reviews. It really helps us. If you haven't done it yet, skip over there right now and do it. Come on, let's build another room. All right, see you next week. Have a great one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.